the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Ah! Ah! No! Only allowed one run against the best team in baseball and you still lose? What? This has been a brutal road trip. You get blown out on Monday, you win a nail-biter, change your blood pressure medication on Tuesday, you get shut out Wednesday, off day yesterday, shut out again today. Man, man, this is crazy to watch right now. I'm Dominic Catronio. We're going to get to some calls, some texts, some tweets. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line, old National Bank. Get old. We're joined by Jeff Cirillo tonight. Jeff, I mean, I don't want to ignore the incredible pitching. And, I mean, even Peter Strzelecki doesn't deserve that loss because he pitched better, and we'll get into the details of it, than just seeing an L by his name indicates. This isn't about the pitching. It's about the timely hitting. And the Brewers simply have not had any during this road trip. Yeah, it's one of those ones we've talked about many times, right? It's just It's a contagious thing. It kind of starts taking a life of its own, especially when you get guys in runners and scoring position. You kind of start... Hearing the information, you know, 0 for 15, 0 for 20. But, I mean, it's too bad because Hauser pitched a great game. But, uh, you know, you're running into a team and when you're not swinging the bat great, and then you run into Tampa Bay and their pitching staff, especially at home. It was a rough one to see. It was a good game, and unfortunately that the Brewers came up on the losing end tonight. And they're now 0 for their last 23 with runners in scoring position, just 2 for their last 30 going back to uh, Tuesday against the uh, – or going back to Monday against the Cardinals – but looking at this, looking at Strzelecki's inning in particular, we can get into that now, that eighth inning. I mean, a two-strike hit-by-pitch to a guy that doesn't have an M.O. of stealing bases. And Strez is slow to the plate. I will, I mean, He's definitely somebody that, somebody like a Quinton Berry would circle, say, hey, maybe this is an opportunity to steal a bag against if he loses uh, attention to you. Rayleigh steals second, but what I look at, and you were an infielder yourself, Jeff. I know the error is technically on Contreras, but it was to the third base side of second base, and it was short enough, and in a place that Willie Adamas has played in before, I think Willie would tell you the same thing. He needed to knock that ball down, and the only reason the, the Rays got to run that inning is because he didn't knock that ball down. Yeah, it's one of those ones. I mean, it's just you might have caught everyone by surprise. And not knowing, it looked like it was more like a hit and run type situation, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of reacting to the play. And as a middle infielder, you try and hold that ground as long as you can, and then kind of float in. But unfortunately, when when you float in, and that ball pulls you to the to the short shortstop side of the field, uh, it's hard to make an adjustment to that ball. So it was what well, I mean. It was a hit and run. It was a good pitch to pitch to to throw. But like you said, you know, it's just like he slept a little bit. He's a little slower to the plate. Yeah, and then for you run on the hit and run because, I mean, Mejia swung at a pitch at his eyes uh, and swings and misses on it. So then Rayleigh gets down to third base. And with two strikes on him, I mean, Strzelecki got ahead of him too, and he swings at a ball. I mean, up and out. This was not a pitch meant to be put in play. And yet, bad ball hitter just puts it out there, puts bat on ball, and it's deep enough to left field to score the run. I, I mean, you blink, and all of a sudden, like, wait, they scored a run without a hit, a hit by pitch with two strikes, stolen base, E2, sack fly. Like, that's how the Brewers were scoring runs in April. Now they can't buy a run like that to save their lives, it seems like. When it rains, it pours. 
Yeah, a little bit of fluky play, right? I mean, Lucas was like he was dominating that that sequence of pitches and that at bat off Mejia, and he was in definitely in swing mode. And when you get a guy into swing mode, you know you try and go up the ladder or just. I mean, it was it was a great pitch, right? I mean, it was just basically he was playing pepper with the ball. It was up out over the plate, probably four balls off the plate, and you know he was able to punch the ball to left field in that swing mode, you know. But it's a dangerous pitch, right? Because he's just thrown the one in the dirt that that spiked. Probably to, to get the guy on the base, and it's tough because the guy's creeping down third base. He's, he's really leaning because Mejia is probably a pull hitter, so the guy on third base is leaning down the line and that that slider down in the dirt. So he went with the safest option there, but unfortunately Mejia was able to you know croquet that ball basically out to, to left field. And looking at uh, a few of the numbers down this box score for the Brewers tonight, Miller extends his hitting streak and his on base streak with the infield single in the eighth. And he's one of the only leadoff guys to get on base for the Brewers in this game. They had a leadoff man on in the second, uh, in the sixth, and in the seventh and eighth innings, actually, now I look at it. Or rather, just the seventh and eighth innings. But then, in the ninth, they get another man on. They couldn't cash in, which we know at this point. But I love what Miller's been doing. He steals second base, trying to catch them by surprise so that a base hit could score him, but... Uh, Yelich ends up grounding out. Adamas ends up striking out. Adamas is ice cold, and it, it's just one of those things that you've talked about—the contagious. But w- does it ever come upon a guy? Be like, you know what? They're putting too much pressure on themselves, and like, I'm going to be the guy that ends it. Right? I'm going to be the guy and get big, get tight, and all of a sudden you get up in a, in a streak like this. Well, I love what Council did, right? He got Miller into scoring positions. Like, okay, really having trouble scoring runs and, and like getting multiple hits in one inning. So he puts the game in motion, steals the base, and then Yelich gets him over to third base, right? I mean, so they were they were doing their own part of a manufacturing run. And then Cash on the other side does the same thing, right? He, both teams have great pitching. Both teams have great relief pitching. So they knew that one run was going to cause that game. So sometimes you got to put the game in motion, especially with so much swing and miss stuff. And uh, unfortunately, you know, um, Miller didn't get to third <laughs> with one out, and, and they did. So. Yep, and a couple of texts in here, one from Josh. That's the type of games the Brewers have been able to win the last few years, so it's a shame they couldn't tonight. It certainly doesn't help to be dealt another blow with Miley's injury. I hope we can stick around 500 this month until Urias and Woodruff return. That's from Josh here in Milwaukee. Uh, another text asking about the platoons. Dugs, I'll, I'll get to yours here in just a little bit in the next segment. But we've gone far too long without recognizing Adrian Hauser and his efforts here tonight. We're going to talk about him coming up next, just getting going. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brewers Extra Innings continues after this. It's a one nothing defeat. The Brewers haven't scored in 21 innings. So tomorrow got to do completely different right different breakfast uh maybe instead of coffee go with tea uh maybe put your left shoe on before your right shoe uh just find a new way to find a new superstition to get the brewers back on track i'm dominic catronio with jeff cirillo this is brewers extra innings presented by fifth third bank with a local milwaukee team fifth third bank also knows how to hit it out of the park They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is a commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Uh, a text here from Doug talking about the platoons. That'll come up in this segment. Uh, another one just about the offense. But I want to talk about Adrian Hauser here, Jeff. Uh, I mean, for him to have had the, the rocky road to start his season 
And here you are, Adrian. You're starting off the hardest series to this point in the season at the Trop. Always a tough place to play against the best offense in baseball, the best record in baseball. Uh, go get them, Tiger. And you just delivered a quality start. Not only that, six shutout innings with only four hits. Yeah, he was great tonight. I mean, he just had great man control. Good sinkers, you know, just attacking the zone. I mean, he, he was he, it was a great start. It was a really impressive start. But the best start that I've seen him have, and I really needed to start, especially with Miley going down. They're going to really need him to bolster the five-man rotation that the Brewers got going right now. He did get some help from his defense, too. I, I really loved what he did from beyond that. After the outfield assist from Tyrone Taylor in the fourth inning, that got a Rosarena just barely off the bag at third base. He didn't allow. He just allowed the one single to Jose Siri. That was the only other base runner for his last eight batters of the contest. Of the 15 balls in play against him, 11 of them were ground balls. I mean, this is exactly what Adrian Hauser needed to do. The sinker was sinking. The change. He threw a lot more changeups than usual facing all of these lefties tonight. Uh, I really see a chance for Adrian Hauser to build on this start. Furthermore. Knowing he's in this rotation now, given Wade Miley's now going to be out for the next six to eight weeks due to his strain in, in the back of his shoulder, and Woodruff's still not back until July, Miley era, Hauser knows he's an important veteran now all of a sudden in this rotation. That can certainly propel him moving forward with some confidence. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, look, like being a starter in the major league is not an easy thing, right? Because if your splits you know, or heavily favored one way or the other, you know, the manager on the other side's going to stack his lineup with left-handers. So that changeup is just an, an incredible pitch for him to not only command for strikes, but then you've got to be able to push it, go inside with a fastball and brush, throw strikes in there, but then use that heavy sinker tonight. I thought it was a great start start by him, and it's nice to see a guy that was pitching. You know, it's always fun to watch guys like that that really are commanding the ball. And, and don't lose sight of how well Yoel Pions pitched. He's now struck out. Eight of the last 15 banners that he has faced, and who knows, probably would have seen Devin Williams if it was still tied there in the ninth inning. I still see, I mean, one run against the best offense in baseball, that should win you a game, period. And it's been the offense, as we know, that's been struggling. The pitching should not be feeling down on themselves at all tonight. In the major leagues, if you allow one run, you should be winning majority of those games. Oh, I would agree with you. I mean, just one of those things. You know, look, the Brewers are coming in. They're they're a little bit not snake bitten, but you know, their their offense is a little bit cold right now. And then you're facing an all star type caliber pitcher and a great team in the Div Rays and the Rays, excuse me. And then you also come come to the ballpark. I'm gonna tell you that that place when you're coming in as a visitor and you're only playing there one time a year for three games, it's an adjustment. It's it's not an easy place to hit. I'm not making any excuses for the hitters. But I will say that, that of the ballparks in the major leagues, that that place is a very uncomfortable place in the box because it's, it's just kind of dark. You're not really in any domes anymore. And it's just in the, the depth perception from the batter's eye. It's a tough place to hit. Willie even mentioned it when he first arrived in Milwaukee, saying, I couldn't see the ball. I was having vision issues. We saw him at some point in, in 2020, uh, even in a little bit late in 2019, that he was wearing like the, the tech specs, you know, he was wearing prescription Oakleys out there on the field, just trying to get better vision, try to let more eye, more light in. And it, it hasn't, you know, been the same for him ever since he exited that place. But I want to ask you about platoons here, Jeff. I, I mean, the Brewers live and die with the platoon. And right now, they're certainly dying with it. At one point, do you just let... I mean, Winker gets another hit off the bench today as a pinch hitter. He's now 4 for 7 as a pinch hitter this year. Uh, Telez has struggled coming off the bench. He's more of a guy that wants some more at-bats and trying to get things going. At what point 
do I, I, wanna, I don't want to say abandon is the right word, but I just try to say, you know what? We've got to go with the more consistent, proven bats. I love what Darren Ruff did tonight, and he's going to be only against lefties most likely, but when do you keep Winker in there? When do you keep Telez in there uh, and things of that nature, even though a lefty is on the mound? Well, it's one of those ones, I mean, because you have Yelich that's kind of just designated for left field, and Winker really can't play another position other than, than left field. So, and then defensively, you know, you need to be strong in center field and right field. Obviously, I'm just, I'm not, I don't, I think that Winker's got a nice little role. I mean, obviously, he's he's done a nice job off the bench for the Brewers. So, I mean, with the platoons, you got to go with the guys you got. I mean, obviously, it's not working great when you go off and pick up a guy like Ruff, you know, off the market. And so, I mean, you know, the Brewers are trying to to take care of business with that and and help with their platoon, especially against left-handed pitching. When, when it comes to what the Brewers have done specifically against lefties, they've only had the lead now twice when that lefty exited the game. Tonight was only the second time they've even been tied when the lefty exits the game. So it, it's clearly that. It's just left-handed starters, and then you can argue it's lineup construction, it's roster construction. It's not just a one-piece thing. And, and Rowdy's been a little colder here in the month of May, so has everybody else to that to that matter, but... Uh, with the platoons, it also enabled a guy like Owen Miller to take off and have such a great month of May. Terang's having a solid month, very quietly, by the way. He just came in as a pinch runner tonight, but I wonder when it's going to happen. Now, you're going to see a righty tomorrow and then a TBA on Sunday. I wonder when it's going to happen when they say, you know what, let's go ahead and start three lefties against a left-handed starter just because these are the guys that it's proven and to see what happens. In, in your eyes, Jeff, what needs to happen for this offense? Is there a theme? Is there something that uh, you see can maybe lift them out of this rut and try to get things going in the right direction? It usually takes all nine guys that are in line, right? Just quality of bats, making pitchers work, you know, because what happens is, is that, you know, we, we learn, right? And, and, and I've, I've talked about when you're, when you're hitting, you know, and, and hitting as far as confidence goes, it's like climbing a ladder, right? You know, you get a hit, you go one, two, three rungs off the ladder. But unfortunately, the ladder goes both ways. So it's one of those ones. I mean, uh, every team goes through it. Every team has good pitching at times and, and, and great hitting at times. And other times, it falls a little flat, right? I mean, there's 162 games for a reason. But as far as, like, you know, the feeling of pressure of maybe not, not swinging the bat really well, you know, it just starts with just one guy at a time and, and everyone just kind of trying. I mean, it sounds cliche-ish and everything, but... It's really just trying to do do what's what, what your hotspot is and just kind of working at bats and try not to be a hero. We're going to get to our difference-making moment coming up next. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. One more segment with Jeff and more of your information, more of your tweets, more of your texts. You can call in as well. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. It's a loss. They lost a series to the Cardinals. They haven't scored a run in 21 innings. Ah! No one's getting hit with runners in scoring position. Ah! Things are things are tough right now. Things are tough. A lot of season to go, though. But there's certainly, as I've been saying all week, this is a wake-up call, figuring out what you need and how you need to get better for the time being. This is Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio at Dom underscore Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. Jeff, it's time for our difference-making moment of the game, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need. For elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need, you can contact Annex Wealth Management 
Know the difference at NXWealth.com. Jeff, there's a handful in a one nothing game. What was your difference-making moment tonight? I think I'm going to go with the uh, slider. I mean, Strzelecki's slider was really good. I mean, he had really good stuff. And I think the slider, it, it had sometimes with his slider, it has so much sweeping action to it and so much bite to it. I think that that one-two pitch just had, had a little bit too tight. And I think that the, the hit batter really changed the dynamic look. I mean, if he if he gets that guy swing and miss strike three, I think that's a pretty easy inning. And then he kind of rolled over the ninth inning. Yeah, I agreed with that as well. I mean, he had two strikes on Rayleigh. 0-2 on the strikeout to Siri, threw him four straight sliders. He had 0-2 on Mejia before his sacrifice fly, and the rest is history. So one nothing the final there. I'm going to go back to the seventh inning. Uh, the Brewers get two men on. The single by Ruff, who, by the way, reached base all three times. He came to the plate. Uh, then you had uh, Anderson fly up, but Brasso managed a single despite getting a bad pitch to get the uh, reliever, or excuse me, McClanahan back in the count. First and second, and only one out, and both Tyrone Taylor and Joey Weimer struck out. And you knew they weren't going to get pinch hit for because this team is so thin when it comes to outfielders. And in a 0-0 game, you're not going to trade offense for defense this late in the contest. But the fact that neither uh, Tyrone or Joey could get bat on ball, because a base hit would have scored a run from second base, uh, they probably would have needed a ball toward the gap. I wouldn't say it would be a straight single would have scored rough. But you needed bat to ball, and they went over to a two case. Yeah, I, I, I can't can't fault you on that one. Look, I mean the the, the Rays bullpen strong. I mean there, there's a reason why, you know, they're they're the best team in baseball right now, and then, and you saw it on display tonight. Even though they didn't swing the bat, well, I mean they're they have a good starting rotation and they have a solid bullpen. And Shane McClanahan is a legitimate ace, and he's a top three lefty in all of baseball, if you ask me, to this point in the season. Uh, we look at things right now. With the news earlier today, mentioned it a moment ago, but Wade Miley being now injured for at least the next six to eight weeks, it sounds like. It's going to be a conservative timeline as they figure things out because this this particular muscle strain is not very common in pitchers. It's not a lat as they initially feared, which would be a little more catastrophic according to what Craig Council was saying today. With Wade Miley out, Woodruff's not back till July, uh, you've got inconsistent play from Corbin Burns. Freddie was good until maybe his last start against the Cardinals, but all of a sudden, y- you have so much resting on the shoulders of Eric Lauer, who will get the start tomorrow, Hauser, who's been, who was great today, and then the fill-in-the-blank of who will be the fifth starter for that week, whether it be Colin Ray, maybe Jansen Junkman to call up at some point. How big are the starters going to have to be moving forward and uh, what what do you say to a guy like that? You know, one of those guys that came in as a three, four, five, now is suddenly a two or a three in this rotation. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you've been baseball long enough to know that, you know, you're number one when the when your when your number is picked. But I will tell you this: I mean, uh, when you go into the season, and the Brewers have been pretty fortunate the last few years to have the depth at starting rotation, have the stars, you know, the horses going, you know, um, thirty starts in this season, right? You're really tapping into your depth, and I know this from, from working in the game, that you have this depth of pitching, and, and you go about nine, ten deep, you know, when you when you break spring training, and you know, obviously three or four of those guys are down in AAA, but you really don't want to tap into the the ninth and tenth guys on your on your depth chart. So I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. I mean, but it's one of those ones. You know, when some guy goes down, there's opportunity out there, and, and Adrian House right now is getting that opportunity. Ray's getting an opportunity to stay in the rotation. And like you said, a guy like Junk comes up from AAA as well. I mean, this is where you kind of cut your teeth, teeth and the Brewers need him. 
And they're going to need another great outing from Lauer like he did against the Royals on Sunday. Jeff Cirillo joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks as always, my friend, and we'll talk more tomorrow after hopefully another great start from Eric Lauer and maybe the offense finally wakes up, right? Let's do it. Good talking to you, Dom, as always. Thanks, Jeff. All right, more to come. We're going to hear from Craig Council a little bit later. Uh, A few more texts have rolled in here as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Stay with us after this. Negativity is no fun, y'all. Trust me, I read it all. I see what you guys are saying. The mute button has been getting a workout on my Twitter as of late. Some of y'all just have bad takes out here. Bad takes. I'm Dominic Catronio, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. I see a lot of it talking about the offense, Doug. We talked about the platoons. Uh, also just talking about the fact that the offense is ice cold. But this is kind of what they do once a year the last three years. And go back to 2020, but I don't count 2020. 2020 is weird. It's been so odd because you can't fault the Brewers for trying. They went and got Winker. He hasn't hit a homer yet this year. Voigt was having a great spring, makes the team, has not been the same Luke Voigt. Uh, Darren Ruff's been good today. He finally got his first knock as a Brewer and looked like the guy that they expect to see against left-handed pitching. Uh, they they also trusting the rookies and Bryce Terang and Joey Weimer at the start of the year, but the league has made their adjustment back to them. Brian Anderson started off hot. I mean, they're brought in new faces to try to get the job done, but it's not clicking. And trades are not as easy as you think, right? To have a Willie Adamas trade work out as well as it did those first two years, that's so rare for both teams, right? Because you're going to give up something desirable that you want to keep, and the Brewers, and I, I'm, you know, I was thinking about this on my way getting ready for this post-game show. Oh, they were so close to Juan Soto, allegedly, according to owner Mark Adonacio. But then you would have to part with, you know, these young, exciting freshmen with Terang or Freelick or Mitchell or whomever. And don't forget, I know every team deals with injuries. And Craig Council is very coy about this pregame. It's like, look, every team deals with injuries. This is nothing new. But I feel, and he won't say this, but I will say this, the injuries to the Brewers have been impactful players. I mean, your number two starter, that would be a number one on any other team, Brennan Woodruff, uh, your center fielder, spark plug, Garrett Mitchell, who's also a great clubhouse atmosphere. Luis Arias had been picking the ball really well last season, and he can give you some some little more pop against left-handed pitching, which is the number one thing they're missing right now. And he didn't have Tyrone Taylor for a month, and he's been off to a cold start. But to rely on this many plate appearances out of true rookies of Bryce Terang and Joey Weimer, to have them you know, having to make adjustments on the fly in the big leagues with really no room for error... Then you have Willie Adamas, a guy that you really built your offense around to be hitting two, three, or four in this order. Completely go ice cold here this month after having a solid start to April. It's not pretty. You're not going to win many games when this is all happening. It's a storm that needs to be fixed, obviously. And I I know Connor Dawson and Ozzie Timmons are losing sleep over this. This is wild to see it just completely disappear again. Because remember the start of the year... They didn't score for 16 innings to start the season. Then they ended up coming back, and then the you know the floodgates, if you will, open to use that cliche. You just feel like the moment the Brewers get a run, like a sustained offense, like get runners on first and second, hit a double to the gap, or hit a three-run homer, right? Or just sustain a rally again against a good team. With all due respect to the Royals, the Rays and the Royals are not equal. 
if the Brewers can get some sustained offense, a rally going tomorrow against Zach Eflin or whomever in the bullpen, that's going to open the floodgates. It's going to take that one swing to relieve the pressure on this team. And I'm not talking like we saw on St. Louis on Tuesday night where it's just double solo homer, solo homer. I'm talking multi-run innings. Let the train move. That's what needs to happen. Not this, not a one nothing win if the Brewers are going to win this game is going to be one nothing or something like that. They need a game where they hang 10 on the board. They need a game where they just say, you know what, let's do this. And they weren't striking out a ton tonight, given the fact that it was Shane McClanahan on the other side, one of the best pitchers in baseball. As a club, they struck out 10 times, but they only walked once. But the Rays are a great pitching staff. They don't walk a lot of guys. And it's always hard to see in the trop. And I'm not making excuses, but this is the truth. Willie hitting 211 is a jarring number to look at. Mike Brasso has cooled off. He got a single, but he also had two strikeouts. But if Jesse Winker could come off the bench and get a base knockoff, a guy throwing 99, and then he hangs a slider, maybe he should be playing more. And I know he hasn't hit a homer yet, but maybe he should be playing more. And talking about the platoons, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting the same results. And right now, we've been seeing the same thing over and over. Maybe it's time to do something different. Maybe it's time to go something crazy. Remember in San Francisco, they batted William Contreras leadoff, and they got off to a great start in that game? Let's try something different. Why not? What do you have to lose? Let's be honest. The NL Central stinks. This division stinks. You will always have a chance in this division because no one else is able to take it. Until the Cardinals wake up and go on their annual 15-game winning streak or something, it's still up for grabs. So you might as well try something new now to figure out what you have in front of you. Does that make sense? Just went on a little mini rant there. Cool? Take a breather. We're going to talk hot and cold up next. Also going to hear from Craig Council in the next segment. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right. Brewers fall in this one one nothing. We're with you for another 20 minutes or so here on Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dom Cotrodio. A lot of uh, negativity on the Bird app right now. So I pretend not to see it. No, I'm just kidding. To the guy that tweeted to me about why didn't you use Devin Williams in the eighth inning? No, I I don't want to talk down to you, so I'm just going to break it down. The reason why you don't use Devin Williams in the eighth inning is because now, if it's still 0-0 as you head to the ninth, who do you go to? You have used your best reliever. And if you want to say, oh, but you you should use your best reliever when you still have a chance to. The thing is, if you're up 1-0 and you don't have the option to use your best reliever, then what do you do? This guy was complaining about Peter Strzelecki coming into the game. I'm like, Peter Strzelecki's been one of the best pitchers on this team. What are you complaining about? And he didn't even allow a hit. He had bad luck against him, a bad error behind him. I mean, Peter Strzelecki did his job, if you ask me. He had bad luck. That's baseball. Score more than one run, all right? I mean, that, that's my take on it. Yes, you absolutely used Devin Williams in the ninth inning. And I imagine, I imagine Devin would have been available for a four-out save if necessary if Peter ran into a little bit of danger, like we saw last week on Tuesday against the Cardinals. All right? Soapbox over. Uh, Who's hot and who's cold? This is going to be the easiest segment of the year. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider. For a limited time, you can save up to $1,000 off an AC or a furnace unit. It's families helping families since 1912. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. That's Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Brewers falling 1-0, so the obvious answer would be the the offense. So they're 0 for their last 23 
with runners in scoring position just two for their last 30. That's the story right now. That's where it all is coming in right now. Then the Brewers, on the pitching side of things, there's enough to like since getting thrashed by the uh, Cardinals on Monday. I'm just pulling up the numbers here uh, while I have a moment. Since Tuesday, you know, excluding that 18 to 1 game, the Brewers pitching staff, pulling up the number now, da da da, calculate, calculate. Here are the numbers 25 innings, only 20 hits. That's a 217 batting average against. They've only allowed six earned runs. Six in those 25 innings, and yet they're one and two. Only nine walks in those 25 innings, and also a strikeout per inning at 25. They're hot. But the problem is, nothing good's happening behind them. They need some offense. They need some help. They need to figure things out. 855-616-1620. Let's listen in to Craig Council, a short post-game media session uh, after this one nothing defeat. I thought Adrian pitched wonderful just on the attack, um, ball on the ground. Um, it's, it's the, it's, it's, it was a really good start from Adrian, really good start. Do you see him kind of getting you know stronger as he goes? Yeah, I mean, I just like how he attacked the strike zone tonight. I thought that was the one. He just controlled counts, and he was ahead in the count, and he challenged swings. And um, um, so, you know, you take every start, start to start, but he, he, he pitched very well this time. The more four seams, too, from him? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's something that he, he's been doing that a little bit with the lefties and lefties. He's going to do that for sure. Um, but his fastball has been a good pitch since he's been back, and it's the pitch he's... Um, you know, he threw enough. He threw some off speed that that got him, you know, strikes, things like that. But um, using both fastballs is something he's been doing good. Well, you know, McClanahan's going to be good. Um, what you think about what you guys did with? Yeah, I mean, I thought we did a decent job against them. We, you know, we hit some balls hard. They they play good defense. Um, center fielder made a couple nice plays. Um, that that took some extra base hits away um they made a good defensive play as you know we match kind of good defensive plays with throws run throwing runners out both with great throws um we did a nice job but i mean he's tough to string together a whole bunch of hits for and you got to get something to fall and um they played good enough defense to to not let the ones we needed to get through Definitely early in the game where really tries to take third is that like kind of reflected that you know it's going to be hard to score? Well, I th- yeah, I mean it's the right play, and you, before the guy made a great. I mean the throw was as good as you can make a throw, and then Tyrone made a throw as good as you could make it, and that's it's just good baseball. I mean it's it's I'm not, you're not going to complain trying to get to third with one out and forcing a guy to make a play. That's the right play to make. Should make it every time. Your defense really helped Adrian too with the uh, like sort of Willie noticing. Yeah, the first and third situation, um, you know, it was a nice play by Mike to just freeze him initially, and then Willie picked picked a tough throw, and um, you know maybe the the throw kind of made him hesitate and take a good look, and then he made a really heads up play. Last four games, offense has been tough to come by overall. I mean, what what have you seen in the stretch? Just not. I mean, there's no. I mean, we're not. Obviously, you need to score more. Faced a really good pitcher tonight. Put together good at bats. Um, put together a you know a good a good eighth inning. Yelly smokes the ball right at the second baseman. Um, got a chance in the ninth. You know that's third. That's, that's the that's the game. That's baseball. You know, in the words of John Sterling of the New York Yankees, you know that's baseball, Susan. 
you know, just doing my best Yankees impression. Uh, Brewers fall on this one, one nothing. Things are not great, Bob. You know, as we talked about on yesterday's program, and it's not getting easier. I talked about it on Brewers Weekly that the series are not going to be easier. So you've got these three with the Rays, then you've got coming home for the Astros, who are going to be beating up on the A's all weekend long. So they're going to be coming in confident. They just swept the Cubs. Then next weekend, you've got the Giants for four, and they can pitch it. I don't know about their offense, but they can certainly pitch it. They just took two out of three from you back in San Francisco. Oh, and then you go back on the road for Toronto. Cincinnati's been playing better. They're after Toronto. Then after Cincinnati, you come home for Baltimore. Baltimore has been the second-best team in the American League behind the Rays. If they're in any other division, they will be in first place. It's not getting easier anytime soon. We're going to relive a few highlights, a couple more breaks to get through here on Brewers Extra Innings. Not necessarily a bona fide highlight segment here, but I just want to go over some of the biggest plays from this game, especially some defense that we saw from the Brewers and from the Rays, for that matter. Both sides had some good defense. I thought this was a huge play. The odd double play with runners on the corners and only uh, one out. So you have... The ground ball hit the Brasso. Adamas with a high IQ play to eat it, knowing he wasn't going to make an accurate throw. And he caught Siri. And, you know, you can make all your Hey Siri jokes. And my Siri was going off the entire game. But I thought this was a massive play. This could have been a difference making moment if the Brewers ended up winning this game. Who to pitch? Swing and a chopper to first base. Brasso has it. Throws to second for one. No relay, but the runner never broke for home. Now he does that Siri, and they've got him in a pickle. Adamas runs towards him, throws to Contreras. And Contreras tags Siri out. It's a double play unconventionally. Inning is over, and Hauser is out of a jam. Whatever gets the job done in a 0-0 game, plays like that certainly suddenly get highlighted a little bit more than they normally would. Uh, How about the other side? Jose Siri had himself an adventure in center field. He made one catch with uh, the lineup card still in his hand, trying to figure out his positioning, and he, he robbed Brian Anderson later in the game of the seventh. Anderson, fly ball to center field. It's well hit. Series going back onto the warning track. He leaps right in front of the fence. He caught it. And back to first goes rough. I mean, Anderson hit the ball hard a few times tonight, but had nothing to show for it. Just a tough scene for him. I, I think he's close to breaking out. It felt like all of his, I'm just double-checking my scorebook here right now, felt like all of his balls in play were up the middle or to the opposite field, and that is certainly the case he had the flyouts right when Willie got thrown out trying to tag up from second to third. Uh, he grounded out to the right side of second base up the middle with uh, Lau playing there perfectly. He flied out to deep center on that play, caught by Siri, and he flied out to right center field as well. So maybe Brian Anderson's on on the uh, cusp of something good. Four balls in play, no strikeouts, and he was very aggressive in today's game. I also want to give some kudos again to Yoel Piams. Eight of his last 15 batters faced. Punch outs. 2-2 coming. Swing and a miss. Elevated a fastball. 96 on the gun, and he blew it by Paredes. And it's a 1-2-3 inning indeed for Yoel with a couple of strikeouts. He kept this game 0-0 just like he was assigned to do. And then in the bottom of the ninth with Pete Fairbanks, by the way, born in Milwaukee. Uh, Fairbanks having a man on third base with Terang. Plenty of speed after he threw one to the backstop. Terang, all he had to do was get a base hit, and this game was going to be tied, and we were going to see a bottom of the ninth but made him force to the field his position, and it was too little too late. The pitch, Tyrone, chopper, out in front of home plate. Fairbanks fields it, throws to first in time, and the ball game 
is over. Brewers made it interesting in the ninth, but the Rays shut out the Brewers and win a close one here tonight by a final score of one to nothing. All right, we'll talk about Zach Eflin versus Eric Lauer in our final segment. That's coming up next. Get you ready for game two of this three-game set. Down to the trough on Brewers. Extra innings. So Eric Lauer will get the start. It was TBA, but he will get the start tomorrow against Zach Eflin. That was announced by Craig Council. After the game in this one, Lauer 4 and 4, 4 5 4 ERA. Eflin's been great. The main free agent signee by the Rays this offseason 5 and 1, 3.38 ERA. Uh, he has only walked five batters in 40 innings. He's got 44 strikeouts as well after previously spending his entire career with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, our coverage will start at 2 o'clock tomorrow. That'll be with yours truly. I've got Brewers warm-up, and then network coverage will begin at 2.35, and then first pitch is scheduled for 3.10 right here on WTMJ. And I've got you covered after the game with Brewers extra innings with Jeff Cirillo once again. Sunday, no Brewers warm-up, just straight to the network pregame at 12.05. Then we will have Brewers extra innings after that game, too. And then the Brewers come back home for seven straights against the Astros and the Giants. So, Looking at things for Eric Lauer, remember he had that great relief outing for Colin Ray on Sunday against the Royals after Ray could not get out of the fourth inning. And for Lauer, I think that was so important for him to be so great against uh, you know a, a team that he could get back right against. Now he needs to prove it. Now this team, the Rays, they rely a lot on platoons as well, and there's certainly also a club that has a lot of power from their left side. What are they going to do with Josh Lowe? What are they going to do with Brandon Lau? What are they going to do with Luke Rayleigh as well? There's a lot of ways that they can go and try to reconfigure their lineup to get ready for the Southpaw going tomorrow. And if there's a silver lining for the Brewers, it's the fact that they're facing a righty tomorrow. All this complaints about facing lefties. Zach Eflin's a right-hander. See if you can get back on track. Somebody that you have plenty of tape against and have a history with back when he was with the Phillies to see to get things back on track. Looking uh, up and down this box score, I mean, again, Owen Miller has got a 20-game on-base streak going right now. He's also got an 11-game hitting streak. One more hit tomorrow. He will have the longest hitting streak of the season for the Brewers. Yelich cooled off tonight, 0 for 4, but no strikeouts, no walks. See, uh, it was his first game back since that back light, uh, locked up on him on Monday. Willie had the single, but that was all. In fact, the Brewers just had one extra base hit the double by Contreras, he was left stranded with one out in the sixth inning. The Brewers just been that kind of a week. Just can't get the run to score. But when that run does score, when they get that big moment, that's when you feel like the stress is finally going to be relieved on these guys and get things going in the right direction. Want to see more Devin Williams, right? But the Brewers are going to continue to try to find a way to give him a lead because he has been locked down all season long. This team is not far off from that team that took two out of three in San Diego and swept Seattle and swept New York. This team is the same team, personnel-wise, for the most part. It's in there. It's in there. We have seen it before. The league has adjusted to them. Now it's their turn to make the adjustment back. This is why we play a whole season. It's only May, but there is a little bit of belief and some urgency coming. Let's see it happen tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Dominic Catronio. For Justin Pottinger, our producer, we'll see you next time. Until then, keep on swinging.